Stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm leaving. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 38 and I'm Tani Santabria. And I'm JDK Winnikin here once again to debunk more junk. Whatever that junk may be, it comes at us from all directions. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the vision that comes to mind is the old 80s games like Asteroids, where you just oh. had to spin that ship around oh, and just shoot at the asteroids. Yeah. You know, it doesn't stop, right? Oh, you just got to keep like shooting the asteroids. True. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, wow. I know. That just came to me. That was good. That's a good, yeah. Okay. I love that game. I love that game. It was I, super fun. Yeah, when I had, uh, well, I never had an Atari, but my friends had Atari. We always we would try to play Asteroids long enough that you could flip the score back to zero until oh. we finally did that the first time, and then like we didn't get the high score. And then we were done doing that. Oh, yeah, that's not smart <laughs> if you want the <laughs> high score. Not smart, yeah, outsmarted ourselves. But you don't know that you until know that. you actually experience exactly. it. Exactly, it was such a letdown. Oh, Because we gosh. all went, wait a minute, what, it didn't record that? Well, no, because we broke the Atari numbers. Oh, <laughs> boy. Anyway, asteroids, that's what comes to mind. Is we just kind of keep, And you got to break yeah. them into smaller and smaller pieces. And they're more manageable when you do that. They are, yeah. they are. And sometimes they speed up, like the smaller ones will speed up sometimes, you know, that type of thing. Um but yeah, anyway, so that's why we keep shooting at these asteroids, these when, rocks every yeah, week. We'll just keep doing it too. I Absolutely. Mean, what do you think we want to talk about today? Well, you know, I had fun talking last week about Mr. Rogers, not going to lie. Mm. Did you watch it again? Uh, no, but mm. I'm I'm going to. I did talk about it with people though. Did you? Uh, yeah, and there, some of them were laughing at me like, you're talking about this three-year-old movie like it's brand new. Where have you been? <laughs> you know, right. Like, <laughs> It's not real till I've seen it. It's new, right? True, very true. And but it's new to you, so you were right. excited. I was excited, yeah. and you know, and and yeah. So no, I haven't watched it again. But um, you know, one of the things that really struck out, you know, stuck out to me when you asked that question just now is we were talking about labels, mm -hmm. and we did. You know, that was part of our discussion last week. And uh, you know, by the way, if you missed that episode, you can you know subscribe to this podcast and you can go back a week and, and listen to it. Maybe going into that a little bit more, because mm. I've heard you say before in different contexts that, you know, labels are not helpful. Mm -hmm. I think we all know that. Generally, we've heard that before. Yeah. But in what we're talking about, maybe we could explore a little bit about what labels do and don't do and what they maybe inhibit and what they prevent mm -hmm. in terms of us being able to get present or to break up with those BS stories, mm -hmm. you know. So what, yeah. what how's that sound for a place to go? Absolutely. I love to talk about labels and, and why they might not be helpful. Okay. Um, you know, his, for me, being a mental health counselor for the last 20 plus years, um, when we have to give diagnoses and things like that, I, I sort of personally haven't always been a fan of that mm -hmm. um, and understand why we have to do that. And, and of course, we all do. So nothing wrong with that necessarily. But I've always felt like Labels or terms to describe a human being or a human experience doesn't really tell us much. Mm. Right. So so we all then have this idea about what this label means. Right. We use a lot of these quite frequently in our conversations with people when we when we tell them, you know, you know, if, if somebody's very organized, we might say their OCD tendencies are coming out. Right. Right. 
or um, because there's been a day or two of maybe some sadness, I'm depressed, mm. right? Like, but but in those in both of those examples, what, do you really understand more about a person when they say that? Not on the surface, no. Not at all, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So so as we're describing our experiences, or we're sharing and connecting with another person, if we're doing that in order to understand, well, that's part of the connecting is to understand. Yeah. Right? Labels actually sort of, um, what's the word? They actually sort of, I don't know, like limit the conversation. They sort of can stop. Mm. Stop the conversation. We all should know what depressed means. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says depressed, yeah. for example, then do we ask more about that? Right. Or does it say, oh, okay, well, we can't right. go there. What does it mean? Right. Right. I keep, refl- you know, the, the came up for me as I was thinking back on what labels did I either self-assign or how would people have described you once and a sensitive mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I'm sitting here thinking about that word. I can feel how much I don't like it, mm-hmm. you know, or how much I didn't like it. I can feel it. And the idea, of course, is did people not have conversations with me or share things with me because the the association, well, he's sensitive, so he can't handle that. Yeah. You know, I don't want that to be true. Because, you know, and so those those types of things can, it seems like they can misidentify or, and somebody else saying that if somebody is this, could be something that the person being labeled is like, what? And 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 is anybody really that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you there there might be some sensitivities mm-hmm. in certain areas of life or during some experiences. Mm. But to put, you're a sensitive person. You're a shy person. You're a friendly person. You right. You are like, an insensitive person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are impatient. You right. So when we use those terms to describe anybody as who they are as a person. Yeah. Yeah, it can be quite limiting, especially yeah. if that term is used not necessarily in a powerful or positive yes ish manner. Yeah. Yeah, and and boy, when when it happens when we're kids, that that's quite a hurdle to have to try and pull yourself over as you get older. And all of these happen while we're kids. I mean, that's reality. That's yeah. where they start. Where they start. And so we start to learn, in quotes, about who we are with those terms, mm-hmm. right? Even um, positive ones like, wow, you are a helper or you are so smart. Yeah. Or you, uh, you can do anything. I mean, even that or, wow, that is, the way you do that is perfect. Right. Even those kinds of labels can be harmful. Yeah. Instead of, you know, in this moment, Mm -hmm. that decision really seemed to help you. You handled that well. Right. Right. So we're not, if we move away from using terms that describe a person as who they are. Yeah. Universal description. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we know, mm-hmm. thinking about Mr. Rogers last week, we mm. know yeah, that he was a human being. <laughs> yes, he was. Just like we all are. Mm-hmm. So those terms aren't ever 100% accurate mm-hmm. every moment of our existence right? anyway. 
So we'd be better off focusing, it sounds like, on what, you know, identifying those things in the moment. If I'm sensitive to something in the moment, I'm sensitive to this, and this is why. Um, If I'm impatient, it's in the moment, right? I'm experiencing, I don't know how you would say it, experiencing impatience, right? Or even right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right. Instead of, I'm this kind of a person. Oh, man. Right now, I'm experiencing this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that, I mean, boy, there's lots of things we label ourselves. Mm -hmm. And boy, that does put a lot of expectations on us suddenly. Even through things, I mean, just your thought about even ones that sound helpful and could be helpful. I want to go into like introvert, extrovert. Mm -hmm. About those. Mm -hmm. Because an introvert is, you know, we get certain visuals, certain ideas, an extrovert. You know, I... I've done the tests before and I'm kind of like right down the middle mm-hmm. of, of having of both. You know, I, I do recharge really well on my own. And I do like that. But I also really enjoy connection. People, So which one is that? You know, and so is that, does that fit into that category as well? Like the labels around that? Well, those? certainly those would be labels. Right. And certainly they don't give a whole lot of information about the reality of the moment to moment. What that looks like for that right. person, right. And and it's not, uh, wherever you want to see yourself on the continuum of introvert to extrovert, if you're a human being, and, and probably any other animal too, I'm not really sure, but you still want connection. Mm. Right. It's, it's not about whether there's an, a want or desire for connection. Right. It is about how do I recharge? And That's an important point. Yeah. yeah. And certainly if I'm on the, if I lean towards the introvert side, I can find this particular person who might lean towards the introvert side and, and, and um, welcome that mm-hmm. and accept that. Oftentimes they can connect very well with one other person. Right. It's just not that I'm... I'm going to get really depleted and exhausted if I'm with a large group for a long period of time Mm -hmm. or in certain circumstances where I've got to really give a lot of energy. We we have different nervous systems like we talked about last week. And our nervous systems are going to be able to handle different sort of stimuli Mm -hmm. in different levels or doses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so then from that position, it would be then it wouldn't be so much of a label as it is an element of self-awareness of how I might be with these types of things. Um, certainly. And I think, but I think anytime there would need to be more information given. Okay. Right. Because if we've got two people who identify as an introvert in here, they're not the same. <laughs> That's true. That wouldn't be enough information mm-hmm. for me to really, for us to really connect. Mm-hmm. Right. So anytime we're using something that we think, well, everybody knows what this means, so I'm going to slap that term on mm-hmm. myself or someone else. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not the totality, right? Right. So if we're going to go there, we want to follow it up with and this and this and this and in this moment mm-hmm. or right now or right because we're fluid and dynamic sort of beings. It seems to me though that we're probably only going to move into that spot where we're willing to get that more information, if we are really connecting with the fact that we probably need to get more information if we really want to see who this person is and connect to them. A hundred percent. Okay. 
a hundred percent. We're not in connection just because right. I, I've put you underneath some labels mm-hmm. and I, and, and for me to believe that I know you because I put you underneath some labels. Right. Or I can better understand you because I have those labels. Right. That, that tells that, that really tells us nothing. We are in our head, assuming, filling in the story about what it means to be you based off of four labels oh that I've decided fit for you. You know, man, you know what's coming up for me is a conversation I had not too long ago about, I guess labels would fit into it as well, but about maybe what's so, what's the right word, seductive about them or they're easy to use is because then we can kind of take a shorthand way to make sense of something. If it's, if I'm this or if I believe that or if I embrace that, reject that, I kind of know where I can stand vis-a-vis these types of things um, because they're everywhere. I mean, even the thi- even the things that we consider ourselves to be, the things we believe in, the, you know, where, where we choose to vote, we can take on as labels uh-huh. and then expect ourselves to have to live up to them because that's what we identify as something that's important to us. Does it, that make sense? It, it does, but if we're going to be in connection with each other, so if we come at it from a, we're saying, gosh, I think we ended last week, so gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could find ways to stay in connection with each other? No longer needing to protect ourselves all the time from each mm-hmm. other, but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could find more connection? Yeah. If we wanted that, and if we were going to move in that direction, we'd have to get rid of the labels. <laughs> the labels do not connect us. That's right. No matter how we're feeling about them ourselves, no matter how helpful they might have been in one particular time of our life, mm-hmm. no matter if it makes it easier for us to pretend like we understand another person, right? Like, well, no matter any of those reasons of why the, they, we might be using them, they do not connect us. Yeah. They separate. Mm-hmm. So there's not an even playing field when we're encountering each other. Well, we're protected. Right. So we whether can't see. Right. Uh, right. Like wh- wh- wherever, right? He's an angry person. <laughs> right. What? So avoid him. Watch out. Right. Like, okay, so I, that, that tells me nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless right. I want to make a whole lot of assumptions. Right. And then I need to get more information, right, about not so much whether that's true or not, but how well can you... Can you connect? How available are they to connect? Those types of things. Right. Who knows unless you're in the same physical space right. and, and having an experience. Mm-hmm. But but so the labels are all head stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. We do organize and tell ourselves stories mm-hmm. about that. So we know, mm-hmm. supposedly, where we can be vulnerable or where we need to protect ourselves, even though none of it might even be anywhere near reality. Right. Right. So is it, is it because we're gen, I mean, I I hate making these big statements about it, but I don't know how else to do it. That protective impulse, is it because we're afraid like the one time we put our guard down, we're going to pay for it? If, if that's how you sort out the world, definitely that can be a part of it. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So if we're, if we're coming from a childhood of experiencing some pretty chronic, stressful, slash traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. we're going to be on heightened alert a- around some other experiences in our life. Sure, right? sure. And then we certainly can then be triggered 
by certain labels mm-hmm. be, and associating those labels with sort of the stress response in the body. Right. So I need to avoid that person because it's a reminder. Okay. Or, and, but it, but the labels don't tell us anything. Yeah. The labels themselves don't do That's anything. the problem. Yeah. Right. But we have learned, we've been conditioned to associate labels with mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right. How do we, how do we work with them? Do you think when they're about, I mean, things that do matter, like, you know, if somebody's not good for us to be around, obviously something that's abusive, if somebody's coming from an abusive background and they're in an abusive relationship, you know, we're not suggesting that, well, you, you know, stick with this because you don't have enough information. (laughs) You know, does that make sense? If somebody is in an abusive relationship, they've got plenty of information. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's what. Uh, that's where I'm. Okay. They've got plenty of information. So it's they're not, living it. Right. Right. So it's not lack of information in that sense. No. No. They're they're living it, but that doesn't mean they have to decide what somebody else thinks they should decide for themselves. Correct. But but they're that we're when we are in reality, you know, certainly if we've got coping mechanisms on board where we're going to deny, distract disassociate mm-hmm. if we're going to if those are going to be some of the experiences well those are part of the story yeah that's part of reality yeah right and so the labels themselves are just in communication not helpful for us mm-hmm. they don't give us enough information mm-hmm. about what another person or um, who is about who another person is correct Correct. Okay. That I appreciate that distinction because that was a question that kept coming up because I wanted to find a place to go. Well, not surely not all labels are are bad. Well, okay. So if we want to use abusive, is that one of the words sure. that you want to use? Sure. Okay. Let's okay. Go with that one. So, in what ways? Tell me more. Uh, well, if somebody is verbally abusive or emotionally abusive, physically abusive to somebody else, say more about that. Uh, that would be a person that. I would want to stay away from. But as I'm taking myself down that, I would have to have that information to be able to authoritatively say that. Well, specific. So if if we've decided, if somebody is verbally abusive to me, mm-hmm. okay, so I've, I've experienced this verbal ab- abuse from somebody, I'm going to be able to give examples of that. Okay. I'm going to be able to say, so-and-so disregards says the thing mm-hmm. in in particular ways, mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to describe it. Got it. And if we stick with that kind of communicating, we we understand more about people's experience. If mm-hmm. we just stay surface and Got we it. use labels and terms to describe another person's experience or our own, yes, we don't get very far. That's true. And, and okay, thank you for that distinction, because then what that does is on that surface level, then that does prevent us from really connecting because we start mm-hmm. to limit what we think is possible in that connection on the basis of those things. So like when I was saying I was a sensitive child, wondering, did people not have interactions with me or share things with me because of how I might react because I was a quote unquote, to them, a sensitive child? And what does that even mean? What does that mean? Right. What's well, a sensitive child? Right. Uh, in as children, we are developing our emotional selves. What is so? What does sensitive child mean? It doesn't give us very much information. It 
And so then we grab onto it and like, oh, I'm a sensitive, I was a sensitive child. How so? So then that's a massive BS story. Probably. That label. That <laughs> yes. label. That label by itself is a massive BS story that does not tell us anything about that person. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. But boy, those are some really kind of subtle things mm-hmm. until you really kind of take a look at them and go, okay, whoa, that's clearer than I thought. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. And those are all over the place. Yeah. The way we communicate it in and of itself is and can be disconnecting. The, mm-hmm. the words that we use. Mm-hmm. The assumptions that we make in communication, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, I wouldn't do it this way. <laughs> I wouldn't say it that way, even, you know, those kinds of things. So right. if we're all able to use, let's say, use as many words as we need to describe our actual real experience, we're going to understand each other. And we give space for that. Yeah. We're going to understand each other and connect right. much more frequently. Yeah. And accept what we're hearing and what we're experiencing a lot more from that, from that sure. position of connection. Mm-hmm. Right. And that kind of comes back in an abusive situation, certainly not connected. Mm-hmm. Right. Not. So, yeah, that's interesting because uh, then a person becomes them more and more, mm-hmm. you know, um, and in our friendships or our partnerships, recognize where you're really different, mm-hmm. yet able to recognize that and ask the questions, okay, can I work with that can I, today, in this moment? Am I okay with that? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what that takes away. If we're, if we're aware that labels limit, we can take them out and then really see who that other person is as we connect with them and hold that space and fill the space that they make for us. In, okay. Yeah. And again, it it will take two people to want to do this. So not sending anyone out there to, (laughs) you know, put themselves at risk. Of course. With someone who's not willing. Correct. To communicate. Correct. In this in a similar fashion. That seems like a really important disclaimer to put out there. (laughs) Make sure. Make sure it's not what we're saying. Um, And certainly connecting with oneself you know, that's a big part of this too. So like the, the naming of the self-labeling, because we do that to ourselves too. Even if somebody else isn't necessarily doing it, labeling us, we can label ourselves and limit our own connection well, with ourselves. We've, we learned as kids to do that. So yeah. we, we didn't get to a certain age and go, oh, yep, now I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It just grew and it became part of our luggage. It became part of our nervous system. It became the language that we use to describe ourselves. It, be, mm-hmm. you know, and then was validated by you know, during our childhood. And so then it just became a thing. I I don't know how many times I have people, uh, you know, come to see me and then, you know, a few sessions in, they're just like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't, I'm not, I I don't have to accept, I don't have, Mm -hmm. this doesn't have to be a part of my, no, no, you don't have to use that word. Nope. Nope. I've, I've experienced that, you know, recognizing that I was doing self-sifting around my own labels taking what might be possible on the basis of labels that were really BS stories. Mm-hmm. I pushed out things that may have been possible, mm-hmm. but because I was saying they weren't because of a certain label, they weren't considered or weren't, sure. you know, weren't mm-hmm. engendered, weren't cultivated, nurtured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> so the look you had on your face, that kind of dumbfounded kind of what I can relate to that. Cause that is how it feels where you recognize that in self-connection, Labels so often 
are the things that we have used to limit that sifting of what is possible for ourselves. Yes, yes. The minute a label comes in, are we staying curious? I don't think so. No, we're not staying curious. We're just like, oh, that's it. Yep. Right? So it shuts off curiosity. Yeah. It shuts off openness. Yeah. And we can even, and even if we're realizing some things that have happened in the past and making associations, I've done this. You can suddenly go from that to, okay, that's why I am this way and will stay this way. Rather than that's why that happened then and why that's had an effect, it can be really easy to stay stuck mm-hmm. and put a new label on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Man, how often do we take like these like these terms or these things that, that you know, we all recognize and I get the image of a of an iceberg, right? Of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Well, here's that iceberg floating, and then you get up close to it, and you recognize it's just one percent, just the tiny of bit, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's underwater, right? And if you sail into it, right, it's going to rip you up. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Even though we don't see it, it's still there. Yeah. Even though we can't see our own nervous system, mm-hmm. it's still there. Yeah. And it's holding. All of those assumptions and labels and turning that into limitations. Yeah. And our bodies really do hold it. You know, it's, and it's, I, we talk about it a lot when you connect with those things and you feel a bodily response and you feel tension come out of something. Sometimes I didn't even notice I was holding tension in something until I released it and went, oh, wait a minute, that feels different. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it happens. Uh, so that, and so that softening breathing that we talk about so often connects us with that. It's that's the way to start seeing mm-hmm. where these labels may be and how they're affecting us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and if it's just a noticing of when labels come up and a decision or an intention around, can I, are there other words that are more specific and closer to the actual experience yeah. that I could use? Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. That might be a good thing for people to just be noticing mm-hmm. this next week, between now and next week when we join you again on another episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend more time with that and think mm-hmm. about this week and yeah. see how that That'll goes. That'll be fun. Cool. All right, well, thanks for unpacking that or uh, you know, preventing <laughs> doing, us from sailing into that iceberg. Doing something with yeah. it. We, we did some kind of shooting an asteroid with it. Asteroids. Oh, uh, it was an asteroid. We started we with asteroids yeah. and finished with icebergs. Yeah, there we go. Asteroids and icebergs. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the... Oh, that's perfect. Show title. There it is. All right. Thanks to all of you for joining us on Breaking Up With Our BS. Uh, if, please join our Facebook group if you like more interaction and information between episodes. We will see you next week. Until then, I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. Don't hit the iceberg. Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a second half of habit.